Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Sunday, the 12th of February. As the Philadelphia Flyers will be right back at it today, coming off a 2-1 overtime loss yesterday against the Nashville Predators. Flyers will take on the Seattle Kraken today here on what is a obviously huge sports day in the city of Philadelphia with the Eagles playing in the Super Bowl against Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Best of luck to the Eagles. Go Birds. Uh, Flyers, how about a little uh, appetizer for the Super Bowl with Seattle today? Let's uh, recap yesterday first and foremost, though. The Nashville Predators put the Flyers to overtime, and they get the 2-1 win just 34 seconds into the overtime when Matt Duchesne picked up the goal. Looked like it might have been deflected off the blade of the stick of Cam York and even possibly the skate as well, and is able to elude Carter Hart, get by him, and give the Nashville Predators the two points. They are in a tight playoff race right now, so they have some games in hand, uh, but they needed those two points. Flyers pick up a point in the game. It was a pretty tight checking game. The Nashville Predators certainly dominated the puck in the game, having possession for more than almost almost nine minutes more of possession in the game. That only yielded them one more shot on goal. 25-24 were the shots. Uh, but the Flyers did a good job, even when Nashville dominated the puck in the Flyers' D zone, of keeping them to the outside, not letting them get into the middle of the ice. And Carter Hart made some uh, good saves. A lot of posts in the game as well. I think there was five total posts hit in the games at both ends, maybe three behind Carter Hart and two behind UC Soros, if I recall properly. And uh, the Flyers uh, go down in the game. The only goal scored from the Flyers' standpoint comes from Kevin Hayes after Joel Farabee kind of turns a puck over or forces a turnover in the neutral zone of Nashville. And Hayes is able to slip behind the defense, and Joel Farabee does a real nice job spotting him, sending him in on the uh, short breakaway on UC Soros. And Kevin Hayes made about 30 moves from the, the hash marks to the crease. All, had his momentum completely stopped, but is able to pull it around and get it by UC Soros. That tied the score at 1 at 1040 of the second period. No scoring in the third, and uh, the overtime goal, as I said, came from Matt Duchesne. You know, usually in three-on-three overtimes, the way the goals are scored is it's going crazy at one end, and then there's an odd man rush going the other way, or tired legs are caught out there. Obviously not tired legs here. It's only 34 seconds into the overtime. Flyers had two defensemen back because, of course, they play 2-D in their three-on-three system. Some teams play 3-4, 2-1, whatever. Uh, John Tortorella puts the 2-D out there. He's got Provorov and York on the ice. They're both back to defend what is a one-on-two. But it kind of happens pretty quick the way the puck uh, ends up on the stick of Matt Duchesne. And Flyers defensemen are both sagged back a little bit. Maybe like to see them move up a little higher against Duchesne to take away a little bit of that ice to keep him a little further away from the goaltender. And as York's going in with the stick, that's where he gets a a stick on it. That changes the trajectory of the puck. Duchesne picks up the goal his 16th of the season. Obviously a rough game as well, very physical because of an incident that happened late in the first period. Rasmus Ristolainen in the corner uh, put a hit on Philip Forsberg, who had just gotten rid of the puck. Didn't come up high. wasn't a dirty hit, but Forsberg went down awkwardly and... It looked like he hit his head not once but twice on the ice, and he was clearly in distress. Now, this wasn't a situation where, like I said, Ristolainen came up high and hit his head against the glass. It was just a finishing your check, you know, typical play in a hockey game. It was the way he went down, and 
I don't like seeing players go off the ice the way that Forsberg did. He did not look right. So our thoughts are with Philip Forsberg uh, for a very speedy recovery because that is scary. You know, we don't like the result of that hit. We don't like how the player went off the ice, uh, but it's a clean hockey play. And in a contact sport, in a collision sport, those things are going to happen. doesn't make them any easier to see. But uh, because of that, Jeannot from the Nashville Predators uh, wanted to exact a little revenge. I don't know when this started in the NHL, when you had to start answering for a good, clean hit. Now, the player got injured, so it's a little different, I guess. But there was no ill intent from Rasmus Ristolainen. He wasn't going over the line. None of those things. So that led to some words being exchanged on the final faceoff of the period with 1.1 second left. And then into the second period, about 30 seconds into the first shift, Jeannot and Nick Delarie are on the ice. They dropped the gloves, had a very pretty long fight. I mean, those two were throwing, and they're two big, big boys there. And then Joel Farabee got into a scrap a little bit later in the game. Uh, Noah Cates tried to uh, engage in one as well. Now, those last two guys, Noah Cates and Joel Farabee, I don't want those guys dropping the gloves. I don't want those guys. I don't want anybody to break their hand on a helmet, but uh, you don't want those guys in those situations. So uh, it was a rough game from there on out. Nashville felt like, I guess, it was a dirty hit, and they're going to protect one of their players, not only one of their players, but one of their best players, you know, the guy who was signed to a huge extension there. Um, And they saw the way he went off the ice, and they want to derive a little bit of energy from it as well, sure. So uh, it was a rough game, but this is now two two two-to-one games in a row for the Flyers. One is a win over Edmonton in the shootout on Thursday in Game 2 of this four-game homestand, and then the 2-1 loss here against the Nashville Predators. Flyers went on a stretch there where they were scoring a good amount of goals. They were averaging about 3.5, 3.44, I think it was, goals per game. They were getting goals in a variety of different ways. Travis Konechny was on a heater at that point scoring, and he's uh, had a really rough patch here where nothing's going in for him. Right now, I think it's six straight games without a point for TK, but uh, right now they're struggling to score. That part of the game is looking eerily familiar to the beginning of the season. Just the fact that they're not scoring, not the structure, not the the way they're attacking, but the result. One goal a game, it's going to be very difficult, obviously, to win games in the National Hockey League when you struggle to score. And it looks like their best chance of scoring is get the puck to the blue paint and create some mayhem. Got to find some goals off the rush. Got to find some goals on the power play. Got to be able to generate offense without having to, you know, just have all of these things go right in a scrum in front. You got to get some pure goal scoring, and they haven't had that, and that hurt them in this game against the Nashville Predators. UC Saros was good in the game, didn't have to be spectacular. Carter Hart was good in the game, didn't have to be spectacular. It was kind of a low-event game with a lot of tension because of what happened to Forsberg and and obviously what took place thereafter. But Flyers fall in overtime against the Nashville Predators. Today, it is the Seattle Kraken coming to town. This is a weird home-and-home for the Flyers. 1 o'clock today, and then the second part of this home-and-home is on Thursday across the country in Seattle at 10 o'clock. So Seattle comes in today. Dave Haxtell returns to Philadelphia. And when you look at the Seattle Kraken, you know, they're a team right now that is much improved. You know, Dave Haxtell was a guy talking about being let go maybe last year. And now all of a sudden this year, his name's been mentioned in the Jack Adams conversation. My, things can change so quickly in the NHL. Uh, They are the three seed right now. 
in the Pacific Division of the Western Conference. They've got 63 points, 52 games played, a record of 29-18-5, and five, uh, plus 17 in goal differential, but not great at, uh, of late. 3-6-1 and one in their last 10, and they've lost three straight games. Last game they lost was against the New Jersey Devils. They did not play yesterday. So the Flyers are on the back-to-back. The Seattle Kraken are not on the back-to-back. So uh, that's what will take place to, uh, to kick off your appetizer for Super Bowl Sunday. Flyers and Kraken will break that down tomorrow. Let's get to—we have two pieces of audio for you in this episode. First and foremost, let's get to the head coach, John Tortorella, his thoughts after the game. And then we're going to get to a conversation I had a couple of days ago with Philadelphia resident, born and raised, Tony D'Angelo, about the Eagles in the Super Bowl about being here in Philadelphia and playing in his hometown and much more. But first, let's get to the head coach, John Tortorella. Here's his thoughts after the Flyers' 2-1 loss in overtime against the Predators. John, after a lot of these recent losses, you came away saying you liked the effort, but the result obviously wasn't there. Was that your evaluation this game, or was this one different? Oh, I thought we played hard. I I thought we had uh, a, a ton of good hockey. We just don't know how to manage a game. We have so much to learn in momentum. Uh, I mean, total panic when we had the puck trying to end the game. Certainly not through lack of try. We talked a lot about the difficulty of playing with a lead in this league. What more do they still have to learn in order to be able to? We have a lot leads? to. Yeah, it's it's hard. I'm not gonna. I have a a list of things that it's to be expected. Uh, and we're just gonna we're just gonna keep on teaching. We're gonna keep on uh, trying to help them. Um, I'm I'm a little frustrated tonight for them. I'm not mad. I'm not. We don't get the result, but I, I'm not even looking at that right now. I'm trying to figure out who's who and who do we really want to keep here. Who do we don't think is going to be part of it in the big picture? Uh, those are all the questions I'm trying to in my head try to answer, but. Uh, I'm not leaving a building upset with a hockey club when they play that hard. I'm not going to leave the building upset. We've got to do a better job coaching as far as uh, positioning and, and just teach them how to manage hockey games. Not, not to use this as an excuse, but particularly up front, you guys are, are lacking a lot of veteran contributors. Yeah. Does that show itself late in games? You don't necessarily have guys with the experience of killing out games? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think we're where we're still inexperienced is who's gonna, uh, who's the guy that's gonna settle things down on the bench? Uh, who's gonna make that big play? Um, you know, and that, that's leadership. Uh, that's lacking. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's not, it's not lack of effort. We just, uh, uh, as, as we forecast this team, and we keep on building this team, those are things that we're gonna have to try to figure out. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about a lot of different things with players, but I'm also looking at some things that I just don't think are going to be a big part of this when we move forward, uh, or at least they can't be if we're going to move forward. So those are, uh, those are some of the things in my mind uh, that, that goes on in my mind. Sure, sure. I mean, you, you, you watch the, uh, the tying goal, Katie has a stick in the wrong position. Brownie has to stop that pass coming through the seam, and this is something we just went over today. Uh, no, they're trying. It's it's not being lazy or not listening. 
they're trying, but they're just not ready to do it right now. I got Katie out there, and, and, and a guy that's probably played, I don't know how many goddamn games he's played here, it, it, putting him in situations that I didn't even think about, uh, think about doing this year, but it, it is what it is. So he's learning, uh, he's learning on the job. Before the game, you talked about the importance of uh, Morgan Frost line to step up with Konechny out. What do you think of their oh, job? I thought they the played well. Line? Yeah, I thought they played well. I think they, I think they 20 plus minutes, and uh, they were the line that I was looking for all through the night. Uh, I can see more and more confidence growing in some of those young players, and I thought they played very well. Is one of those young players, Owen Tippett, it seems like his confidence is oh, God, growing yeah. every game. Yeah, he, he's he's taking people on. He's trying to beat people one-on-one, -on -one, makes a great passing play uh, to Frosty, I forget, I think in the first period. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is, uh, those are the things that, uh, you know, it's short-term and long-term. I look at some of the long term, and it, it there's some really good growth going that way. So, uh, what does it do for our record right now? I mean, we're we're struggling to get the final result, but I'm not going to get bogged down in that. I still have to look at the big picture too. I guess following up on that though. The big picture, obviously, you're looking to develop these kids. You're looking to develop a team. But at what point does the repeated losing hinder that? Because yeah. then they get demoralized. It's a great question, and, that, and that's something we have to manage. I, I think that's a big part of the coaching staff here. Is to is to how do we approach the team when we're when we're going through this? Uh, uh, and that's a very important part of our job. So, and I hope we do it the right way. Good to hear Torts kind of give some uh, props to. Morgan Frost, even though he didn't end up on the score sheet, I thought Frosty had a really good game against Edmonton, and that's another really good game against Nashville yesterday. Ultimately, you're relying on Frost to provide points and provide scoring, no doubt. Uh, but, you know, the nuance of his game has certainly improved. Can it be more consistent? Yes, but that was another good performance by Morgan Frost yesterday, creating and using those elements of his skill set uh, to be successful at the National Hockey League level. Uh, let's get to Tony D'Angelo. Of course, he was born and raised played his youth hockey here in the Philadelphia area, and wanted to come and play back at home. Now, he comes back to play at home. The Phillies go to the World Series. The Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl. That'll take place later today. Not only that, but what it's like to play in your hometown, where you have friends and family around. You can pop over to see the parents, all of those elements. Here's my conversation with Flyers defenseman Tony D'Angelo. Uh, we're here with Tony D'Angelo. Um, I know who you have in the Super Bowl. So, uh, what's the score? Thirty-one twenty. Why? Why thirty-one twenty? I think the Chiefs will get a. They'll, they'll have some drives, but I think the Eagles overall are just going to dominate between the run game, offensive line, defensive line. I'm thinking it's going to be out of reach in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs. You know how the games go late in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs will get a couple of drives, score some points, late points. But I really believe, and not even just being a homer, the Eagles dominated. They're the best team in the NFL. You growing up playing around here, Andy Reid was the uh, head coach for all those years, 14 years here. It'd be, it'd be nice to beat Big Red. I liked Andy Reid. I still like him. But, yeah, it'd be nice to beat him. And he fired Sirianni, obviously, when they were in Kansas City. So it'd be nice for Sirianni to get some revenge on him and beat him. But, uh, yeah, Big Red didn't win us any Super Bowls, so now I can't let him win one in Kansas City against us. Yeah, he got the one out there already. But got the one here and lost, obviously, against the Patriots. Um, final 30 games of the season. Where are you guys at from, you know, from an off-the-ice perspective and, you know, this room? Yeah, this room's really good. I mean, uh, a lot of young guys, a lot of different faces. They were rotating in and out. We had all them injuries, but we've kind of had the same group now for for a good bit here. It's getting closer and closer. We've had a lot of time to get to know each other. 
guys are stepping into different roles on the ice, which then, you know, makes them step into some roles off the ice in a sense, if you think about it that way, like in here. So it's a real good room, good people. We're having a lot of fun, and, and we're playing decent hockey, so it's uh, only going to go up from here. Playing where you grew up, you probably have an impression of what that's going to be like. What has it been like? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's uh, obviously you want to be in a position. My main goal here is to be in a position where have a chance to win, you know, win the cup and, and see all the orange shirts come playoff time. So that's what we're working towards right now. But uh, been a lot of fun for me so far. I mean, you almost take it for granted now that I'm here that uh, I've seen my family every day. And you know, yesterday we went to pick up a dog for my mom, and I was able to do that in one day. Where the last 12 years of my career in life, I haven't been able to to do any of that stuff. I just see pop, the popovers in play. Yeah, so it's <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty cool to just be. Within five minutes, all my family and friends and stuff and, and, and play in front of the crowd that I grew up going to the games. So it's uh, it's been everything I hoped for so far. And uh, I think I got a lot more to my game to give. It's been a little bit of up and down year between a little bit of injury and all that kind of stuff and uh, leaving the team for a little bit. But uh, looking to finish the last 30 strong. Yeah, like when you go to Carolina, you got you got to use your GPS yeah. all the time. You don't need the GPS anymore. I know. The GPS is gone. All that kind of stuff's gone. And nobody's got to fly in. I don't need hotels. And so that stuff's been a lot of fun. Tony, thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thanks to Tony D'Angelo for taking the time the other day to uh, talk about the Super Bowl and being back here in Philadelphia and this year's Philadelphia Flyers. You know, the interesting thing about Tony, I had never met him prior to this season. We've never ran into each other throughout my time in hockey when he was on other teams or, or anything. And I didn't know what to think of him coming into this season as a person. I know of all the the storylines around Tony D'Angelo. Um, but I went to it with a really open mind. And in my conversations with Tony, both that you hear on this podcast or on the air, and my conversations with Tony just one-on-one, kind of behind the scenes, off the record, whatever you want to call it, um, I have found him to be a really engaging and likable guy. He's got a great personality. He's got a great energy about him. Um, you know, he's a guy that plays really hard. Sometimes I almost say too hard where he can become his own worst enemy, trying to get to offense too quick. Um, But I have found him to be a a pretty genuine guy in the way that, you know, he deals with people and he deals with uh, being an athlete, a professional athlete, and in the city. So um, it's been fun to kind of get to know him and kind of knock down some of the barriers of what my preconceived notions may have been. So thanks to Tony D'Angelo. Thanks to you. Flyers cracking today. We'll break it down tomorrow. Plus Bill Meltzer on a Monday edition of Flyers Daily. Seven women.